Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And welcome to the program on your Monday. And listen, guys, I hope you enjoyed today. I hope you did as much outside today and enjoyed this weather today as much as you possibly could because tomorrow is going to be awful. It is going to be an absolute gully washer tomorrow, a frog choker tomorrow, as they say. And um, we got these uh, these storms coming in, big, heavy bands of rain coming in tomorrow. It's going to start about 10 o'clock tonight. The wind's really going to start picking up. And, um, and tomorrow, driving around is just going to be absolutely miserable. So just to be aware of that, the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800 800- 905-0989, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. Well, we are one week. Did you think we'd get here? I mean, it just seems like forever we've been waiting on this, but we are one week away from the Iowa caucus coming up tomorrow. Uh, one week away from the Iowa caucus, that's what I meant to say. One week away from the Iowa caucus. So how is everybody looking right now in the Iowa caucus? Well, everybody, every single poll out there right now has Donald Trump leading this race. DeSantis is coming in at, at, at uh, second. I believe uh, Nikki Haley's coming in a solid third here. But insider advantage has, well, the RCP average has Trump at 32.7% over his next competitor. Then you get uh, folks like uh, Iowa State Civics, that is 37%. Trafalgar Group has him about 23%. So is is it time for Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis to make a move? Now, we are hearing some rumors, and I know you guys have heard these rumors as well. We are hearing that if Ron DeSantis does not win or at least do very well in Iowa. And look, this isn't me saying this. This is other folks. Other folks are saying this. If he doesn't win or do very well in Iowa, that Ron DeSantis could pull out of the race. That's the rumors that are going around. Just want you to be aware of that. Don't get mad at the messenger. Just get mad at the message. So... There you go. Ah, my goodness. So um, so what? what is Nikki Haley actually going to do? I mean, Nikki's in trouble. Nikki's in some pretty big trouble because she said, first of all, she slammed the folks in Iowa saying that Iowa gets it wrong. New Hampshire corrects it. And, and then they go. And so we'll see what happens 
a week from today in Iowa. And that's, I mean, that could be very telling. It really could be. Um, we've also got some other information about Nikki Haley because remember, it was a couple days ago. She said that she never, ever considered Hillary Clinton as inspirational. That was her words. But was that true? Well, the answer to that is no, it is not true. Again, we'll talk more about that coming up because it's it's a pretty big thing. Joe Biden was in Charleston today. He was at Mother Emanuel AME Church, the uh, church that, that Dylan Roof killed nine innocent parishioners. And he was speaking at the, that church today. And this man gave one of the you thought the other night was horrible. You thought the red speech was horrible. This is a man who stood in the pulpit of a church in Charleston and lied through his, I'm surprised, lightning didn't, didn't strike that place. It should have. He told lie after lie after lie after lie. And the folks there in, in the crowd, they just ate it up, except for the ones that were protesting him um, for, for, um, for what's going on in in Gaza. And then Joe Biden says he's working really hard to get Israel out of Gaza. Hmm. That's pretty interesting as well. So I'm telling you what it is. I mean, the yellow flag is out. We're about to go green on all of this stuff, on all of these politics for 2024. That flag is about to drop and it's going to be boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, boys. And that is coming up very, very soon. Well, We've got another Republican. Oh, my goodness. Another Republican. This is a longtime GOP member of Congress. He's announcing his retirement. Indiana GOP Congress, uh, Congressman Larry Buxon, um, Buxon, who represents the 8th District, has announced that he will not be running for re-election in 2024. So we'll see. I mean, it, oh, my goodness. I mean, we're just. Who's got time to primary him? I mean, that's that's got to be coming up pretty soon as well. So um, I, I'm telling you what, folks, things are crazy right now. Going to get even crazier before it's over with. So speaking of crazy, coming up, uh, there's going to be uh, I'm going to tell you about a rally. Uh, and this this has to do with Canada, because you remember when they had the freedom truckers. You remember the freedom truckers and everybody was. And do you remember what they did to the freedom truckers? Well, we will juxtapose that coming up in just a minute to what they did to the Hamas people who were blocking traffic. You're not going to believe that. And then we've got another clip of Joe Biden uh, in, in Charleston today. We'll tell you what he said about the Black Lives Matter riots a couple of summers ago. Unreal. It really is. It, it is how anybody can sit back there. How anybody can sit there and not realize that this man is the most, you know what, I think he has surpassed Barack Hussein Obama in being the most divisive president we have ever had. I really do. Charlie, you're correct. Joe Biden lied and the parishioners in that church just lapped it up. Oh, they did. Oh, yes, they did. I mean, there's Jim Clyburn up there. Oh, that guy. Not Not a single member. Well, I won't say that. Some of those members of that congregation, their lives have changed because a lot of money was raised for Mother Emanuel AME Church. There was even some controversy over that. But, but nobody in Jim Clyburn's district 
their lot in life hasn't improved. I mean, you look at look at just had had Chicago once again for the twelfth year in a row. Chicago had more homicides than any major city in America for twelve years in a row, and they haven't done a thing about it. They didn't do anything under uh, Lori Lightfoot. They're not going to do anything under this new guy because Democrats just love crime. That's either Democrats love crime or criminals. Love Democrats. One of the two. Maybe both. Charlie, Robert Byrd was smiling in his grave at his, at his student speech. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Charlie, it's embarrassing to have the resident of South, in South Carolina lying like a dog. He repeats these lies. He started with the Civil Rights March in New Jersey. You're right. And this is a guy. It has been debunked 100,000 times that Joe Biden was not involved in the civil rights movement. He was not. He didn't start any civil rights movements. He didn't start any 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 marches. He didn't do anything for the civil rights movement. Now he's just lying to you about it. And those people down in Charleston are believing him. Gosh, all they got to do is look this stuff up. It's all out there, folks. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Do you remember the Freedom Convoy up there in Canada? They, they were protesting all of the vaccine mandates. I mean, even though these people sat alone in the cabs of their trucks and really didn't come into contact with anybody, they were offloaded by somebody else, they were onloaded from somebody else, still they were mandating that these people had to get the vaccines or they lost their jobs. So they protested. And they came out there and they, you remember the convoys? Oh, my goodness. They were just massive. Do you remember how they were treated by the Canadian officials, by Trudeau and, and his uh, jackbooted thugs? Do you remember that? Well, here's just to remind you, here's what they did. The police in Canada stole their fuel. Police in Canada canceled their insurance. They revoked their licenses. They canceled their credit cards. All of that because these people, they actually prevented people from delivering food to them. Because these people were upset about, and rightfully so, they were upset about the vaccine mandates. And you remember that. You remember, it was a massive amount of people. People were beaten. 
by these cops, pulled out of their trucks. Okay, well, let's juxtapose that to the Hamas protest that they had this weekend. Protesters in support of Hamas and against Israel, the anti-Semite protesters in Canada, they also blocked traffic. They also were, you know, snarling traffic. They were also causing major delays. They were doing all of that stuff. Do you know how the police treated them? Were they beaten? No. Did they have their credit cards canceled? No. Their bank accounts. Maybe their bank accounts were shut. No. Was their insurance canceled? No. Did the police block people from delivering food to them? No. In fact, the police delivered coffee to these Hamas protesters. They delivered coffee. Folks, it's not just here in the United States of America. It's not just here. This dual system of justice is, is, is in every Western country that, that we could possibly imagine. If you're standing up for your own individual liberty and the right to determine what is injected into your body and to tell the government to go pound sand, well, then you're a threat to society and you must be shut down. And shut them down, they did. They certainly did. In fact, they tried to starve these people out. But if you're a Hamas protester, and uh, if you're pro, uh, pro-Palestinian pro protester, anti-Israeli, and you show up and you protest, well, then you get, you get coffee delivered to you. Oh, that's that. Oh, oh, that sounds like a good thing, right? But, uh, but uh, again, it's the same thing that we're seeing here in the United States. Same thing. So now they're telling you. Now, this is from the Department of Justice by the way. You know how they're going after people who went into the Capitol like Ray Epps? Go into the Capitol. Not to the Capitol. Go into the Capitol, which, by the way, Ray Epps only got six months. Six months in jail for that. Other people, 20, 22 years. Ray Epps, six months. No, nothing weird to see there. But, so, now the Department of Justice not only wants to go after the people that went in the Capitol or at the Capitol, they want to go after anybody that was near the Capitol. Now, if you were just in that crowd, if you were at that speech with Donald Trump, even if you didn't go into or even near the Capitol steps, they're coming after you now. And they have just announced that. They announced that they're coming after everybody. Everybody. How is that? There is no justice. That's not justice. None of that is. I tell you what, the Supreme Court needs to get involved in this. They absolutely 100% do. Because this isn't justice. This is, these people are political prisoners. 100%. So then we got Joe Biden. He's in Charleston today. Now, you remember the Black Lives Matter, the Antifa riots that we had a couple of summers ago uh, over George Floyd and all of that? You want to know how <laughs> this is what Joe Biden said about those riots. Are you ready? Oh, this is this is rich. Yeah. Get ready for this. Here we go. Here's Joe Biden in Charleston, South Carolina. After the historic movement for justice in the summer of 2020, 
Oh. Signed the most significant police reform executive order in history. I'm sorry. After the what? After the historic movement for justice in the summer of 2020. The historic movement for justice? Historic movement for justice. Those were violent riots. Those were property-destroying riots. Despite the fires that rage behind us, this has been a mostly peaceful protest. Really? Remember when they were in Portland? I think it was either Portland... I think it was Sport Portland. And they were shining lasers in these cops' eyes? And we're not talking about little, you know, the ones you, you chase the cat around the kitchen floor with. I'm talking about serious, powerful lasers in these cops' eyes. Remember when they showed up with the battery-powered leaf blowers so they could blow the uh, tear gas back into the eyes of the police? Remember that? Remember when they showed up with all they had? Uh, they all had umbrellas? But they wanted to tell us that these people were not organized. No, these are just these are just citizens showing their outrage. And remember when Kamala Harris said they should be protesting. Remember when Kamala Harris actually uh, uh, the, uh, called for or, or promoted a fund that would bail these people out of jail? You remember all of that. Oh, no, of course you do. You just, yeah, we're going to bail those guys out. No, but if you put up, if you try to put up a fund to help anybody from January the 6th, they'll shut you down. Oh, they will. Not only will they shut you down, they will probably come after you as well for, you know, offering aid and comfort. That's what they do. So tell me how tell me how we've got any sort of justice in this country or even in Canada. We don't. There is none. This is all BS talking points. By the panderer in chief. In a church in Charleston, South Carolina. And that, and listen, that is not, it is not a coincidence that he is in that church. He is there to cause division. Because one thing, one thing, Joe Biden is not doing well among African Americans. He is losing the support of African Americans left and right. From what I heard, Donald Trump now has about 17% African-American support. And, folks, that's historic. So Joe Biden, I mean, the black community knows that he hasn't done anything for them. They know that. They All they got to do is look at their gas bill or look at their grocery bill or look at their heating and electric bill. All you got to do is, hey, hey, did you guys get your insurance bill for your homeowner's insurance lately? Take a look at that. If you don't want to have a bit of a shock. Prices are going up everywhere and it's hurting a lot of people in the African-American community and. Still going to pander. Still going to pander like everything's OK. And we all know that it's not. Oh, this guy. Oh, the historic. Movement for justice. Historic movement for, for who? George Floyd. The guy that we know, according to the, the, the medical examiner's report was not murdered. It was not murder that killed George Floyd. He was he died of fentanyl poisoning. Derek Chauvin going to jail for a long, long time because of that, even though the even though the coroner's report said eh, no sign, no sign of outside influences causing his death. But that gets completely overlooked. 
Uh, tell me that's tell me that dude didn't get railroaded big time. Big time. And, you know, he did. Everybody knows he got railroaded. That is a darn shame. Charlie, when the only form of acceptable protest is the government approved protest, then we the people no longer have the right to protest. Yep, you're exactly right. If the only protest you can have is the protest that the government likes, well, that's the, there you go. There you go. Charlie, at one of my previous jobs, a black man told me that Trump did more for him than any president ever did. And he's exactly right. Charlie, innocent people were murdered in Biden's summer of justice, including a retired black police officer. Yeah, that guy, all he did was go to, to, to help protect his friend's pawn shop. And he got shot and killed, and they live-streamed him dying. Huh. That's interesting, isn't it? Charlie, can the, peaceful, can the people peacefully protesting on January 6th seek asylum in Mexico since they're being persecuted by the U.S. government? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. When we get back, speaking of rallies, we've got a couple of rallies going on in Colombia tomorrow. We'll tell you about that next right here on The Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you along with us on this Monday afternoon. We got two rallies going on at the State House in Columbia tomorrow. One is the People Want Paper rally, uh, talking about unplugging our elections, and I think it's a darn fine thing. Let's go to Laura Shar. She is with um, the folks that, that that are putting on this. It is uh, sccafeelections.org. Laura, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Charlie. So tell us about the um, tell us about the rally that's going on tomorrow at the state house. Yeah, actually, we're going to try to start a little early because we want to make sure that people can get home safely. I know the weather is going to be an issue, and right, right now the state house is still open. So we're going to start at about nine forty, and we're going to have some speakers there. We're going to have uh, Representative Mike Burns. We're going to have um, Representative Rob Harris and Senator Tom Corbin, mm-hmm. and then I'll speak. Um, I'm the founder of South Carolina Safe Elections. We're going to have a cyber expert speak as well about the issues with, um, you know, involving computers in your elections. We're going to have one of our data analysts talk about the issues with the voter rolls, with some of the uh, canvassing that we did. And she'll also talk a little bit about the latest report that came out that audited our election commission. And it was a pretty damning report. So she'll have some highlights from that as well. Um, So that's kind of the key points. And we're also going to have some voters who were affected by itch issues with the machines and the system, or they maybe worked as poll workers and what they viewed, and they're going to talk as well. So it's chock full of information, but we're going to try to keep it um, we're going to go in the lobby. It's going to be inside where it'll be dry. It'll be warm. And then we'll try to get everybody out so they can get home safely. So if you had uh, if you had your way, well, well, let me ask you this. In your opinion, what is the best way to make sure that our elections here in South Carolina are, are safe, open and fair? Well, we need to get rid of the um, electronic voting systems. Mm-hmm. Get anything electronic is an issue because it can be potentially infiltrated or hacked. And then we need to get it back to the precinct level. We have removed control from the local level and we have given it away 
through our state, our feds, outside third-party contractors. And so we need to bring that control back to the local level. Ideally, we want hand-counted, hand-marked paper ballots at the precinct one day of voting because early voting, people think, oh, it's great, it's so convenient. But it's truly an issue because you could, but if, if those machines can be monitored, um, then you're giving the potentially the enemy or some nefarious act- actors early results. Yeah. And we don't want that. So we want one day paper ballots hand counted at the precincts. And it's simple and it's inexpensive. And we're doing a lot of work on that now. And we're finding that you can count and be done by the end of the day. Sure. We counted 11 races and 250 ballots in two and a half hours. And that just was one team of, you know, three or four people. So we could, you know, you could add a couple more teams and you could do, you know, 750,000 ballots. And if each precinct is kept small, and that's another issue, you've got to keep them to the statutory limit of 1,500 uh, qualified electors. And then let's say the turnout is 70% maximum, it's going to be 1,000 ballots. Think about a you know, a primary election is going to be a lot smaller because yeah. you only have like an 18 percent turnout. So this is very, very, very doable. So we're talking with Alora Shar. She was uh, she's with SC Safe Elections. I found this interesting. Article two, section one of our state constitution mandates mm-hmm. that we count ballots in public. But we can't do That's that right. with the electronic voting machines, can we? No, you can't get into that computer and see what's happening now, can you? No. Yeah. So, so how does that not violate the Constitution? That's a good question. And that's one of the reasons we're suing the Election Commission in eight counties, and Greenville's one of them, um, because we want, to, um, we want to make sure that we at least get the report that shows us how our vote is being counted inside that machine. And that's called the cast vote record. Mm-hmm. It's the electronic, voter, the electronic voting record of that election. And it will tell you how that um, how the votes came in over time. And there's no personally identifiable information on it, despite what our election commission is trying to state. There's really no way for you to tie it back to a voter. Otherwise, they'd be, you know, um, in violation of the law. Right. Um, so that's what they're trying to say. Oh, well, you can tie it back to Bert. No, we cannot. Anything on that CVR is completely, there's nothing that identifies a voter. And so, um, in, in our opinion, and so if you look at it, you'd be like, well, I don't see how you could tell who a voter was. And not only that, but they partially scramble. They shouldn't fully, but partially scramble those. So you couldn't even, like, if you knew the first person went in and that would be the first person on the CVR, that's not necessarily the case. And so we just want the itemized receipt of our vote. You get yeah. that at the grocery store. Right. Why not our vote? You're exactly right. So when when the GOP comes out and and they're hanging all of their hats, it seems to be on this bank the vote campaign. Um, (laughs) It's the same noise I made. Um, Not really not really the greatest uh, uh, plan, I don't think. No, because once again, you know, they can't. Here's the thing. If, If you have a lot of money and you know now who's voted and who hasn't, you can then take that money and you can call more people to show up, right? Yeah. And you can determine who. So that also gives an, a disadvantage to the smaller candidate. Sure. First off. Secondly, once again, going back to the fact that potentially nefarious actors could, or nefarious actors could potentially get in there and figure out what the results are. Because think of it, it's almost like an early poll. Yeah. If they could figure out. And so they could then know exactly how to, if they 
they presumably could, um, allegedly, they could um, figure out how much they need to cheat in order to get their candidate to win. And yeah. so we just we just don't want that to happen. And we know that the, that that threat is very real. If they're listen, there's a lot of money and a lot of power with respect to elections. So if where there's a will, there's a way. And com- with computers, you can cheat at scale. Yeah. And so yeah, we just don't can. want that happening. We want to be able to trust our elections. Yeah, I, that would be a lovely thing. Uh, t- tomorrow's rally is going to be at the state house. To give us some more information about that, Laura. Yeah, and I'm hoping that the state house stays open. I'm, yeah. I'm keeping an eye on it, um, and it looks like most of the weather is going to be skewed towards the you know, mid to late afternoon, the afternoon period. But it's going to be at the um, inside in the lobby, and we're actually going to have people demonstrating the hand count, hand marked paper ballot method. Yeah, um, with tally sheets. Right. And um, we're going to start probably I want to start early so we can get people out of there early, probably around 940. Originally, we said 10. It was supposed to be 10 to 12. I want to get people out of there by 1130. So we're just going to, you know, start. We're going to try to get get this as quick and as efficient as possible. But we want to make sure people have the information. We want our legislators to know that people care about this issue. We have 240 people roughly who have confirmed attendance. And so that tells you something. They're from all over the state, and they really want their legislators to know this is something they legislators think, oh, we passed a bill back in 2022, and yeah, we can just, that's it. No, that's not good enough. We don't trust the system. And actually, over half of Americans don't. So we need to get to work. So it's going to be tomorrow. Everybody's going to be going in on the south side of the state house. Well, they can go. They can go in anywhere now. We yeah. originally were oh, okay. going to be outside. Yeah, we were originally going to be outside, so we picked the south side because it was going to be warmer. But now we're going to be inside, so okay. we can just go inside. We'll, we'll hopefully have a podium set up there. We'll be talking and kind of doing. It's almost going to be like a press conference. We're going to have a lot of information speakers, and then um, we'll get, let everybody get going so they can get home and get safe. Sounds good, Laura Shar with sccafeelections.org. I appreciate you calling in this afternoon. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Take have care. Bye bye. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. Let's go to the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. We'll talk to Tom in Union. Tom, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Charlie. Hey, and thank you so much for publicizing the J6 issue. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it's an important one, don't you think? Um, absolutely. And, and one thing I think a lot of people don't know is that there are individuals and prayer groups that are praying for these people and their families every single day. We don't know what God's will is, but everything happens for a reason and according to his plan. And the prisoners and their families, uh, they're really taking it on the chin. But when the truth is out there, this might be just the last straw for Americans. And maybe, you know, maybe that's what will end the nightmares when the truth comes out. Maybe so. But like I said um, a couple of segments ago, now they're actually coming out of people who were just near the Capitol. They're just pushing the envelope until they're going to push it right yeah, over the edge. They are. Like I said, you never know what's going to be the last straw. But the, the trick is uh, getting the message out there. I walk around in a J6 
T-shirt whenever I'm in public, you know, free the J6 prisoners. And I get a lot of funny looks, Charlie. People don't know what the heck that means. And yeah. that's really sad. It's it, it's kind of an indication of how what the state of journalism is today. Yeah, it's really because the mainstream media certainly isn't going to do anything about it. Uh, Tom, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for your kind words this afternoon. Who would have ever thought a hundred years ago that here we are in 2024 that our country would be like this? We're, we're political prisoners. I mean, that's what we have. I mean, I, political prisoner. Dinesh D'Souza was a political prisoner of Barack Obama's. That's right. He went to jail under Obama. That's a, and, and that's what we have right now. But people 100 years ago thought that this country was going to be so much better. I mean, what do you think it's going to be like in 2124? Can you even imagine? I can't even I can't even fathom what our country, let alone our world, is going to be like in 2124. Or even if we'll still be here as a nation. That's pretty amazing. It really is. But there were some predictions 100 years ago about what America would be like in 2024. Uh, one, one person, one, a real estate mogul in New York said that the airplane was still in its infancy, but eventually we would all be using them, saying it will be the everyday occurrence for the businessman to fly from uh, f- to fly home from the office and uh, or fly to the office and back home again. Well, that hasn't exactly happened. This has, though. Cities would be built totally around cars. Well, that's we we know a lot of cities are built totally around cars. The 1920s uh, were when cars started taking off. 1924, a Swedish architect wrote, In the city of 100 years from now, I see three-deck roads, speedways from the heart of town, and skyscrapers with entrances for automobiles as high as 15 stories. Didn't get that wrong. But they're going to try to take that back the other way. They're going to try to take us back to 15-minute cities. Here's another one. It would, uh, the government... The Department of Agriculture actually predicted that we would not have enough food to go around, so births would have, be, would have to be limited in some manner by 2024. Now, they're trying to do that artificially. They're trying to make food scarce, and they're trying to make sure that abortion to access is everywhere. So they got that one right. Number seven, women would be in charge and men would be raising the kids. In a letter to the New York Daily News, one guy said women will occupy all the highest positions and men will just do physical labor or stay home to wait on the babies or mind the pets. Hmm, Maybe we are trending that way. Number six, there was going to be constant war everywhere. The president of the American Chemical Society said he thought the futuristic weapons would be major cities would be constantly under attack. Well, not far from that either. Uh, movie mogul D.W. Griffith predicted that we would have world peace. Oh, would, would that it were, sir. Would that it were, sir. This one also is right. A British politician predicted a life expectancy would be at least 100 years old and said we would still feel fairly young at 75. No, oh, not far off from that. They also said that horses would go extinct. No, never going to happen. 
A professor at USC predicted horses would be an, in, an endangered species because the invention of automobiles would render them useless. Quote, in another hundred years, you may find horses in zoos. I'm sure you'll not find them anywhere else. But maybe the most startling prediction of all had to do with the way we look. <laughs> A nationally syndicated advice columnist thought that America's eating habits would change our looks. They said, quote, will we have any teeth at all? Will there be any color on our face except paint? Will the men have any height to speak of? Or will they all have girth? So toothless, fat, no color to your face? Hmm. <laughs> it might not be too far from that one either. So pretty amazing. But what do you think 100 years from now is going to be like? 2124. I don't see. I really don't. Because we seem to be devolving as a society. I mean, when you look at how people are and you look at how people act, there was, um, well, they had the Golden Globes. Was it last night, the Golden Globes? One of the actresses showed up in a dress last night that was modeled to look like female genitalia. Oh, oh, well, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I don't believe in evolution, y'all, because we just don't seem to be going in that upward to the right momentum. We seem to be going downward to the right, and that's not a good thing for any society. When we get back, Joe Biden speaks in Charleston. We got more lies from the big guy on the way, and Speaker Mike Johnson says the Constitution was violated before the last election. That's coming up on The Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 